to Let's Talk Nonprofit with Brittany Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Let's Talk Nonprofit. Um, things are a little bit different this year. We have added our um, co-producer as well as he's now a co-host with me, Mr. Kevin Randall. You all, can you please welcome Mr. Kevin Randall to the show? Bring him warm welcomes and greetings, salutations. Welcome, Mr. Kevin. Well, thank you, Brittany. And as our listeners know, uh, Brittany was working on her master's at the end of the year last year, so I had to step in a couple times. But we are a team, so we're here together. We're going to make sure you guys get that nonprofit news and all the different highlights and all that good information that we always try to share to you all. Excuse me. Awesome. So let's jump right into it. So I see we have some nonprofit news that we want to disclose and talk about right now. So what you got, Kevin? So, Brittany, on my end, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's been going on nationally, right? But at the same time, what we're doing, nonprofit news, let's talk nonprofit. We try to make sure that we follow up with all of the nonprofits, whether they're here local in Georgia or nationally, right? So, I have a nonprofit that I've been reading up on. I don't know if you've been reading up on them. They're called Pianos for People, all right? They're based in St. Louis, Missouri. They have locations in Ferguson as well as... Um, Oh, excuse me, St. Louis as well as Ferguson. They're based in Missouri. Um, so their motto is people need pianos. Pianos need people. So with that being said, you can kind of figure out what their, uh, their mission is about, right? So it's restoring pianos and providing them to underfunded schools and low-income families. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with that, what they get to do is kind of bring back the, uh, the joy of, you know, instruments in the household. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've kind of moved away from that. I know many of the kids I see nowadays... They're usually using iPads. I don't see any of them with with, with uh, drums or anything that they mm -hmm. in instruments that they, right. they right. because they took uh, instruments out of the school. Right, like band. That was one of my favorite things to do right. is play in a band because I play several different instruments. Mm -hmm. One of them being the piano, and so I'm glad to know that um, there's a nonprofit out there that are doing right. that, that are helping right. and making sure that um, right. pianos are. Uh, working properly so that people can be able to play them in their homes. So that's really good. Definitely, definitely. And you know where you can find them at? You can find them on uh, online at www.pianosforpeople.org. Okay? So definitely check them out. Um, again, you know, you want to definitely support all of the nonprofits that are definitely doing the work in the community. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we want to jump into the local news. So here in Atlanta, um, Wells Fargo is donating $20 million to the city of Atlanta to help small businesses um, that will be distributed through United Way of Greater Atlanta, through partnerships and Invest Atlanta. And I think that is good, but in the form of grants and loans. So it's kind of good, but, it, you know, it still has their pros and cons to it only because it's like you're getting a loan and right. you're going to have to pay it back. It's not really like grant funded money so i'm like okay well what are the what are we to do here and it's going through a larger incorporation or a larger nonprofit that is a lot of <laughs> things that are going on which mm -hmm. i'm not at liberty to say but i just feel like if they would just have uh, another avenue for um donating the 20 million dollars or give them you know half and then another through a, a different um entity where it can really push forth and it could be distributed amongst the nonprofits that are actually in need of the funds because I feel like that a lot of times these large nonprofits get the funds right. and they give it to their friends. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. And so their partnerships, right? Like said, yeah. Exactly, yeah. and and they're mostly getting the grants for the ones that really need it. That really that that are have boots on the ground. I feel like they are getting the loans. So, but I, we'll see how this play out. Um, this is interesting to um, to to report. So I just want to see how everything is going to play out with this. So. Um, We'll just sit back and watch, and then we'll talk more about it once we get more information. So, um, and if you want to find out more about this and any of the local news that's going on um, within the nonprofit sector, you can go to Georgia Center for Nonprofits, and that's www.gcn.org, and you can find out all the local news and even grant information, Um well, if you want to know about marketing or anything like that, just resources for Georgia nonprofits. So please check them out um, for the nonprofits that are out there. Um, all the help is is welcome, okay? Well, I know one thing. Wells Fargo probably donated a portion of my money because I was never getting my <laughs> checks on time. I don't know about y'all, but, uh, you know, I, I got some uh, prejudice towards, towards Wells Fargo. Uh, they might not be our sponsors after this, but I do know that I saw all this reports, so I know, you know, they've been in... They've been, you can see their yeah, reports. That's stuff. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So true. You can see I, their reports. I'm still... I got still got a checking account, but I'm debating... <laughs> <laughs> you debated. I'm debating. Okay. I'm debating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. We'll see how this play out. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right now we want to move to our service highlight, and this is a portion of our of our. I'm about to say service, like we in church. <laughs> this is a portion of our show where we uh, highlight a nonprofit, a minority nonprofit that's out there really doing the work. And today we want to highlight. I am a father first. It's Atlanta-based um, organization founded by Keith. A. Lewis Jr. and Jeremy uh, Clark, uh, them two is to reduce the amount of fatherless homes in our communities through programming, resourcing, and a brotherhood for men and the children impacted by single parent household. And they're doing great work. So if I know you probably seen the water boys that are probably um, on expressways, they are part of that effort and helping them not only, you know, helping them learn about entrepreneurship, but also giving them tools with inside and, um, and also getting a resource, additional resources for the parents, as well as them to, help them move forward and matriculate through this thing we call life. Right. So um, they're doing great work. Please check them out at www.imaflatherf1rst. So that's I, I'm a father first, and that's first with a one, dot com. So please, you guys, check them out. They're doing great work. I see them all the time. So please support, support, support. Um, and now we want to move now into our guest speaker, Ms. Bijanae Kareem. Bijanae, how you doing? Doing great, doing great. How are you all? You're doing well, doing well. All right. Well, welcome, Miss Bijanae. We have a special guest. Her name, I said already, but we have a special guest, Miss um, Bijanae. She is the founding executive director of BK International Education Consultancy. It is an international association for continuing education and training accredited provider of continuing education units that specializes in grant acquisition and consulting. Consulting. Ms. Kareem has over 20 years of rich experience in PK and <laughs> 11, uh, I'm sorry, 18 education environments in education. So PK to what you finished college. 
You mean that's right. Awesome. And she is passionate about combining best practices and continuing education and training with grant resources to help Navize grant writers horn their skills. So please, you guys, please help me welcome Miss Bijane Kareem. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay! <laughs> so well, excited thank, to be here. Thank you so much for um for accepting the invitation to come on the show. And because and you're kicking off this year um for our podcast. So thank you for being our first guest of the year. Woo-hoo! Yay! <laughs> Bring it in for 2022. Yes, 2022 is off to a great start. I would have to say so myself. So while we have you here, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and BK Consultant? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So as it was mentioned, my name is Bijanae Kareem. I am a veteran educator and an equity advocate and the founder of and CEO of BK International Education Consultancy, where our mission is simple, is to build education equity by strengthening educator practices to create and sustain innovative learning spaces for all children. So regardless Absolutely. of their, their skin color, their zip code, their ability level, we want to make create these innovative and inclusive learning spaces. Well, that's wonderful. And so what, um, so tell us about uh, what got you started in this sector. Absolutely. Absolutely. So by training, um, I was a STEM major first, so I went to school for, for sciences, and then I later felt calling uh, for a calling into the education space. And so during my, my tenure as a, a classroom teacher for over 10 years, I um, merged pretty much my love for education and all things science and STEM together and did cool things with my school. So was a robotics coach, um, coordinated some partnerships with NASA, um, coordinated school-wide, yeah, academic programs. So all that geeky, nerdy stuff, like we were bringing it to the kids, okay? okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Tell us a little bit more about those uh, geeky things that you were discussing. Obviously being a robotics teacher, um, I know that takes a lot of planning prior because you have to have built it beforehand or at least know the, you know, the steps to go about it. Um, can you kind of discuss a little bit more about those things in which you had to change? Yeah, absolutely. The thing that I love the most about science and engineering is that it truly fosters a place for children and adults to be hands-on with their learning, right? I know for me, I'm a visual learner, I'm a kinesthetic learner, meaning I need to see things, Absolutely. I, need, I need to touch things, break things, try things out with my hands, mm-hmm. um, and not just listen to them. And so, you know, things that are STEM-related, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, or even STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics mm-hmm. provide a space to be able to do so in an integrated way. Oftentimes, you know, the educators, the traditional ways to kind of teach in silos, right? We teach English block here, mm-hmm. and then we go to math, and then we do, maybe we get to science, mm-hmm. maybe we get to social studies. But with this integrative approach, you can tap into all those content areas and help children to touch and feel and see education come to life, as well as show how they're integrated in our, in our daily world. So that's just a little bit about my background and really what prompted me to launch BK International Education Consultancy in 2012. At our core, what we do is serve children, but we do that by way of through adults. So when I say educators, we're building educator capacity. I mean, parents, 
because there are educators in children's lives, traditional classroom teachers. You can be a teacher assistant, a daycare provider. You can be a school administrator. You can be a co- wherever you're teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, those are educators because they teach kids something along the way. And so that's just a little bit of, of how we got we we. Um, what inspired me to launch BK International Education Consultancy. That is amazing. That is amazing. That's very powerful. Now, Bijanae, I, I don't know if we uh, discussed it, but where are you based out of? Yeah, absolutely. So I am based, we are based out of Atlanta, Georgia. We have two offices here, um, one in Atlanta and Midtown. We have one in Jonesboro. And we also have uh, a budding office in Washington, D.C. And I was so excited to hear about the plug that you all had earlier with the organization from St. Louis because I'm from St. Louis. I was like, yeah, STL, ACL. All right. All right. That's right. That's right. One time, but I won't. I won't. Awesome. So can you tell the listeners about some of the programming that you all have in place? Yeah. Um, and we were we are very intentional about the programs that we offer because me having been an educator um, mm-hmm. for quite some time, a couple of the things that would used to frustrate me as an educator was that I would attend trainings that either I felt like it was a waste of my time Mm -hmm. um, or they didn't move the needle for my kids. They weren't really targeted for my kids. Mm -hmm. Another thing that was frustrating for me um, and anybody out there who's an educator or if you know an educator Mm -hmm. is that I found myself spinning out of pocket for things for the classroom. Why am I spinning out of pocket for things for the classroom? When it's supposed to be provided for you, right? Exactly, exactly. But you love the kids. You Mm want to see them have the things that they need to support them. So you do it. And so what I rolled or what I wanted for BK International Education Consultancy was to um, provide programs and trainings that really spoke teacher language Mm -hmm. that was was teacher approved, so to speak, was a good use of their time. And it didn't just center around oftentimes trainings tend to stick on the what and the why, but they never actually get to the practicality of the how. Mm. So yeah, you're telling me what to do and why it's important, but how do I do that? And do I have coaching support, you know, as I implement this new thing, Mm -hmm. right? You you get trained in the day and then, oh, voila, that's it, you know, good luck. And I hope you're a master of that and you implement that with your kids. And and we don't want that here at BK International Education Consultancy. Um, we've even gone through a rigorous process to be accredited by the International Association mm-hmm. of Continuing Education and Training because of our high quality training that we offer. And so to get to your, your question in terms of the programs that we offer, one, um, because STEM, one is, is my background and we love all things STEM and we want to find innovative ways especially during the pandemic, to do school differently. Mm-hmm. We can't just teach in those silos anymore. We have to accelerate learning because kids are behind. So we have Absolutely. to do things different. And so we are finding that STEAM is one way to do that because it it helps to foster so many things. So not only some of those technical skills, but some of those soft skills as well. So things like uh, communication. You know, when you're working in small groups, you got to learn how to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of children have been who have been working from home, you know, or, or learning from home, um, and they're having a hard time readjust to schooling, mm-hmm. it helps to provide a space for collaboration, for communication, because you have to talk through and negotiate with your ideas and with your teammates. 
Um, it also allows an opportunity for creativity because some, some kids don't have that outlet, um, as well as critical thinking. And so one of the, the uh, I'm going to touch on maybe four or five of our key like signature programs. Okay. So one is STEAM for school leaders because we want to help support school leaders change and shift the culture of their school mm-hmm. that is that is more integrated and so in order to do that you have to start with visioning you can't just start with you know doing some random programs here and then and they're disjoint it because he's just gonna say again like why are we doing this right I mean, is it this is a waste of my time i have other things that i need to do exactly um, time is good. <laughs> <laughs> right right you, you want me to do you take right. attendance five ways and do this like so we have to really start at this high level and then mm-hmm. and narrow the scope. So STEAM for school leaders is one of our signature programs. It's pretty much like a boot camp for school leaders and helping to shift and rethink how they want to roll out um, a new program or curriculum for their schools, specifically around like STEAM and STEM education. Okay. Um, another program that we have is called Project SMART. And so Project SMART is an intergenerational program. So when we do have programs that are not just adult-centered, we, we couple it with learning for adults and children and Project Smart is just that. And so this is a summer enrichment program where teachers and children learn side by side. Teachers are learning how to do projects, STEM-based learning, whether it's in-person or online, um, in what I call a low-stakes situation. In the summertime, it's a little bit calmer than during the normal school year. Mm-hmm. And they get a STEM mentor that helps to guide them through the process, model how, what, what, this, what type of STEM curriculum could look like, and then gradually release it so that teachers will take over the classroom and bridge their theory to practice. So what they've learned in training they will apply it in real time with a group of students. And so the group of students benefit because you have multiple teachers in the classroom to help support and they get this quality enrichment experience during out of school time. So there was there was a thing already called the summer slide, mm-hmm. meaning students would slip um, and, and wouldn't retain some of the things that they learned during the, the school year. Mm-hmm. Well, now during the pandemic, you know, teachers, uh, stu- excuse me, children have, have slid. Yeah, slid beyond just the summertime, right? So this Project Smart helps students to um, really learn how communities work and how they can use their voice and leverage technology to make communities better um, okay. in the Project Smart program. So that's that's another program. That's an intergenerational program. We have another program with one of our nonprofit partners who we love. So much. Let me give a heart because we love. Oh, nice. look, look, you got to talk about what's their name? What's their name? <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to tell you. Metamorphosis Powerhouse Company. Okay, and they are yes. a powerhouse. Love Say her. that one more and time we, for our listeners. Please, love please. her. Metamorphosis okay. Powerhouse Company. The founder is Josette Hutton Evans. And if you if you haven't signed her up for your show, you definitely need to get her on here because we partner a lot on projects. And one is a signature program called Transform the Spark. And this is also an intergenerational program where so we went from the leaders of the school. Right. And then we went to the teachers and students. Now we're helping families and child care providers and children get ready before they enter into the school system. So it's a family literacy program that also infuses STEM. So what, yeah, so what we do is, you know, we have kids, um, family, providers learn about 
what is culturally rich text? What does that even mean? What, what, what are diverse books? How do you right. find a quality one? And then how can you take that story and make it come alive and interactive by doing some type of STEM activity connected to it? Okay. And so that, yeah, so that is a great program that it's in our second year. Um, oh, nice. That has been doing, yeah, that has been getting some really great traction. So that's a third program. And then some other things we have, of course, if you want to do these cool things around STEM and, mm-hmm. and, and, and have projects with NASA and robotics, you got to have money. You got to know where the dollar's at. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> Absolutely. And so to create that, in, exactly, to create that in, those innovative learning spaces, you also have to sustain it through funding. So we help support educators, school districts, nonprofits, mm-hmm. be able to find funding um, for for their programs. And so we think that is key and critical to this trifecta of you know innovative, inclusive learning space, but also being able to sustain sustain that. Definitely, and, and you know what, Bijanae, um, the programs in which you were discussing, all of them, I felt like offered real world examples, especially to the participants within it. That's the the real theme in which I caught. Um, mm-hmm. As you were discussing it, um, I know obviously as the pandemic set in, you know, families had to adjust to, you know, how how do you go about learning? You know, and, and one thing I found is many parents didn't know their children actually until the pandemic <laughs> happened. They kids oh, they had, got a rude awakening. Right, right. right. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They called another side. That's, true. That's for sure. <laughs> they said, I don't want this job. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what? But, but also within that, just not to not to take it on a, a darker note, but within that, they, that's another way for the parent to get a better understanding of how they have been with their child too. From a parenting Ooh. side, um, having worked in the communities, I definitely saw a good deal of that myself. So as mm-hmm. you were discussing, you know, you guys transitioning to doing virtual, because um, mm-hmm. obviously day, that's what we had to do, you know. That's um, exactly right. But, and also the, the support, support that educators need, right? right. Their job ain't easy. By far. Yeah, and that made and that's what made it more um more I think uh, like serendipity, you know, for for certain parents is like you know what, I, I'm, I'm understanding now for the, the teachers of what they're doing in the household, I mean, excuse me, in the classroom and what they have to deal with, you know what I mean? So um, exactly. kudos to you all for, for adjusting uh, because again, you, it's about being uh, proactive as opposed to reactive. And you guys obviously have been taking that mission Thank you, thank you. Absolutely. We wear that with a badge. Yes. So badge of honor. Brings me to my next question. And so what resources do you have for uh, teachers so that they can understand or know how to uh, navigate through this and also find grant funding? What resources do you have for them? Oh, I got some resources now. Okay. Let me tell you. Let's the, talk about girl, it. List them. As an educator, the girl is all about resources. Educators are about a resource, especially a free resource. Right. But I'll, I'll tell you about a, a resource. So um, it, what I started doing um, after I transitioned out of the classroom, mm-hmm. launched BK International Education Consultancy, started doing a little digging, a little research. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I want to, and I actually want to thank the uh, Corona and the, and the pandemic <laughs> for providing me time to sit down mm-hmm. to actually do this research because what I unearthed is that 94% of U.S. educators are mm-hmm. spending out of pocket, mm. which creates uh, uh, um, um, a financial strain because as we know, teachers don't get paid a lot in the first place. Mm. And also the research that I dug up found out that um, schools in the U.S., particularly in areas of poverty, 
mm-hmm. or in communities of black and brown children mm-hmm. are consistently underfunded. Right. So, so what we have is this layering effect. So you have underfunded schools. Mm-hmm. So that means the kids aren't getting access to all that they could act, access for their educational means. And then to try to compensate for that, you have teachers who are not getting paid a lot in the first place, trying to fill in the gaps, which is creating a harm and a burden for them. Right. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm thinking with my scientific mind here, my science mind, my engineer. This is a problem. This is a problem that needs to be fixed. Right. That needs to be fixed. So during 2020, during 2020, um, I spent the time that my that my mom had been telling me for so long. She's like, "You need to write a book. You need to." I'm like, "Write a book on what? Write a book on what?" <laughs> and so, and so I was like, "You know what? I want to provide a grant writing starter guide to educators to show them how they can circumvent having to spend out their pocket and the underfunding that they receive for their schools and tap into the millions of dollars that are already out there in grants." Absolutely. And all they have to do is leverage their lesson plan. Mm. So when I was in the classroom, because I got tired of spinning out of pocket, and I'm like, it has to be a better right, way, Lord. Right, right. It has to be a better way. Uh, Show me a better way. Not <laughs> exactly. There has to be a better way. I, I, I picked up grant writing. Mm-hmm. And what I found, I was like, oh, okay, this is. This is similar to, I can take pieces from my lesson plan and and put this this application together. There you go. There you go. And so 2020, at the end of 2020, it took me a whole year. I created this text. It's called 12 Quick Steps to Writing Winning Classroom Grants. Nice. Uh, And as you can see, I know educators don't have a lot of time, so it's a quick read. It's It's an easy read, yes. It's an easy read. It's, It's quick. I got my, I got my copy. Janae is on point, everybody. For our listeners that cannot uh, see, you know, our uh, listeners on Spotify, um, uh, Google Music, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Bijanae, uh just pulled up her book. She put it on screen, right, while she's discussing it. Um, so at the end of the day, you got to make sure you sell yourself too, okay? Uh, and, and definitely in that moment, you know, for our listeners, just know that you can pick up 12 quick steps to winning classrooms and grants um, on her uh, website, right? You can go to our website at www.bkconsultancy.org. You can, I know everybody loves Amazon. You can also go to Amazon and get a copy as well and get, and get that thing shipped to you quickly on, with Prime if you like. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the great thing about it is, is that because I am an educator at heart, mm-hmm. is that I, I wasn't trying to hit anybody over the head with the cost of the book. Like right now I have a sale on Amazon where you can get the paperback or the hardback book for 20 bucks. Like that's a win. I would rather spend 20 bucks on a grant writing resource where I can possibly get hundreds, thousands of dollars from my classroom Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to be reimbursed back on my taxes. Um, It it just sounds like an easy return of investment. So this is one of those resources that you mentioned that we have for educators. We also have, um, uh, what I call my master class, grant writing for educator master class. So I know for some reading the book, that's cool. They'll knock it out. That's great. It has um, examplars of um, 
winning grants that I wrote that are embedded in the book. Okay. Um, I have some comprehension checks in there. So as you're reading along, just to make sure that you're understanding the content, um, I have a couple of visuals in there. I have the a 12 step proven method mm-hmm. on how to win a classroom grant. And for that matter, that 12 proven uh, step method can be used for nonprofits, small businesses, really for anybody. Nice. Okay. Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good to know. So $20, you can beat that for anybody that's in a nonprofit sector, small business, and that is a teacher. I mean, you're covering all fronts right now. So you're winning in my book. Speaking of books, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Janae, real quick, let, let, let me ask you this. Now, yeah. as you discuss, um, obviously, I'm not going to uh, try and um, discuss your whole book because people got to buy it. Um, right. But when you discuss grants, um, can you kind of, I guess, give our listeners um, as well as viewers a little insight on the uh, maybe some quick things to keep in mind um, as they go about grant writing and finding grants? Yeah, absolutely. So that that's a common question. Um, people want to know, well, where do I go? Well, where do I go? Well, in the book, you'll find out that the first step to your grant is not finding the grant. Mm. The first the first step to grant writing is being clear on what need or what problem that you're solving. Mm -hmm. So for an educator, it may be simple, right? Like if you're teaching, uh, I don't know, second grade and you know that your children are struggling maybe with literacy or with reading. Right. That's a problem that you can solve and write a grant for. Mm. Okay, so if you're a nonprofit, say you're a nonprofit and your focus is on um, helping to support homeless women, Mm -hmm. for example, that's your target audience and what their needs are. It could be several things, but you want to focus in, maybe hone in on one thing as you start off with grant writing, focus on one, keep it simple. Okay. And and then find a grant that supports that mission or has that as a focus. Okay. So people often, they, they want to go find the money, where the money, where the money, pull it back and be clear on what is the need and the problem that you are tackling and help to support either through your nonprofit or, you know, as an educator or, or even a business, for example, I'm using the same 12 step method and, and been awarded small business grants from Comcast, from um, Facebook. So it, it works. It works. And so start with the need or the problem that you're addressing first and then then find a grant um, that that matches that. Okay. Well, that's that's good tips for me as well. So I'm t- I'm right. I'm taking notes. Okay. 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 <laughs> I'm taking notes. I'm wrote down your program as well. So I'm like, this is really great um, to know, so I can pass this information on. But instead of me passing on, why don't you tell our listeners how they can reach out to you? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier, you can find us at our website at mm-hmm. www dot b k c o n s u l t a n c y dot org. So that's www.bkconsultancy.org. You can also find us on social socials, social media, of course. Okay. So either on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube at BK Consultancy. Or if you're on a gram, you can find us at BK underscore consultancy. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. IG, um, actually we're on LinkedIn as well, so you can find us on LinkedIn okay. as well. Okay. So all, all those places. 
<laughs> right. And if you haven't, and if you're having trouble finding her there, please go to our page and she, and we're following each other. So therefore you Damn. can find her there as well. There you go. You'll see, <laughs> right. you'll see the bright green logo. Right. You can't miss it. I have a question for you before we let you go. Uh, Absolutely. Now, uh, when you were discussing some of the, uh, the experiences you had working in the classroom and obviously with yeah. children having to put money um, towards it yourself, um, mm-hmm. there's a show out now that's called Abbott Elementary. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, you're familiar with it. Okay. So I, love that show. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of it, but um, I know the show centers around um, teachers in a school in Philadelphia that um, the money just isn't there for the students. That's so right. There, that's absolutely there, right. You know, make the experiences better for the students just to give our listeners and watchers a little bit of insight on it. Um, first off, uh, you watch the show, correct? That's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, um, you know, I love it. I love the show. Um, I, I was even sliding into some of the cast members DM. They're probably like, who is this crazy lady? <laughs> That's emailing us. <laughs> right, right. Right. I hope I hope they listen to me because I really would like to be able to give away some of my, my books on their show because what their show touches on is so true. And yes, they do it in a comical way and, you know, put a little spin. They have a little love stories going on, but they're getting at the core essence of, of what educators are experiencing and, and goes through. And, and if you really take a step back, it is almost frightening and it's, it's sad as a way because in order for you to be anything else in life, you have to have a teacher. You yeah. have to go through school. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so why aren't we supporting educators better? The other thing that is problematic and that I'm finding is that um, thanks to our current administration, there have been floods, billions of dollars mm-hmm. that have been flooded into school districts like they've never had before, right? That's Which great. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, right? Especially for those underfunded schools, right? Especially. But the problem is, Mm. is that that money is not trickling down to the classroom. If you ask an educator today who is teaching during the pandemic, I bet you they'll still say they don't have the things that they need. Just like in the show in Abbott's Elementary, I bet you they will say they still don't have what they need, whether it's PPE or whether it's books, whether it's technology programs that they want, you know, to, um, have their kids to access and you, they, they still don't have everything. Why is that? And there's billions of dollars being flooded in the school. Why is that? Then you why begin to that? ask, what are they doing with the money? Right, right. <laughs> why, 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 why so, teacher got a new car? Why teacher got a pool? So we <laughs> begin to ask these um, mind-blowing questions, but um, are we going to really get the true answer as to how or why these children still are behind where they are in school, they don't have the right books. They're not the books are up are not up to date, and why uh, teachers still have to pay for stuff out of pocket. Amen. So, Amen. But um, but they can uh, there's a remedy to, a remedy to it, which is um, going to get your book. Yes, absolutely. So I encourage everybody to get what is it called again? Twelve steps. Twelve quick steps to writing. Winning classroom grant. See, winning. the winning is winning. the key word because you gotta win. That's you're right. Guaranteed <laughs> to get a grant. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Bijanae stamps it. Y'all definitely pick up her book. 
Um, and uh, we definitely appreciate you for coming on the show today, B. Janae. Um, and uh, Brittany, you have any last remarks that you want to have? No, I today? thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you, girl. I, I thank you both. It's been a pleasure. It's been so fun. And thank you for lifting voices, particularly of people of color. Thank you for for lifting our voices. Okay, Absolutely. That's what we do, because we're going to talk about it, okay? Here, let's talk about <laughs> that part. Right. Talk about it. All right. We need that's to right. We're going to have to have you as a, 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 a co-guest one day. Hey, uh, hey, I'm here for it now. We love your energy, and uh, we definitely want to make sure we follow and, and support as well, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please, um, her information is going to be scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Please take, um, check it out, take a listen, and also um, make sure that you, um, if you can't find her on these um, social media platforms, you can go to our page and she's right there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, take care, Miss V. Janine. We'll be talking soon, okay? Bye. Have a great Bye. one. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Janae. She's great. She's great. Yes, she was. Look, the fact that she, one, had the background, and then also the way she pulled up that book. Is the book plug? I right. Like, okay. It's a book. Right. I mean, that, that was it's her book, so she she is right. plug. Right. You right. know? Right. So, right. Right. And that's and that's exactly what we want to do. We want to um, bring forth information and tools and resources for our listeners that are in a nonprofit sector, so they are having um, other avenues to go through if they're needing funding and ways to get funding. And so she has a $20 book that you all can purchase so that you all are able to gather or, you know, gather those resources and know how to write those grants and really strategic. What she's talking about is strategic planning, like writing out the plan and making it plain so that you're able to go through and, um, and acquire for the grants that you will like to obtain. Yeah, so, you need the money, you want the money. <laughs> if you want a nonprofit foundation service industry, the grants are there, opportunities. So 12 quick steps to winning classrooms grants, all right? Absolutely, all right. absolutely. So as we close out, we want to um, take a moment for our motivational moment. Greetings and blessings to you. I am Joanne Dean, founder of Inspired by Joanne, a community created for the professional woman to pause, reconnect with herself, and own who she is. Today's inspiration comes from my book, It Begins With You, a journey of faith, forgiveness, and instructions for how to move forward. God has a divine plan into which we all fit perfectly. When he calls you to an assignment, your decision about whether or not to reply with a yes does not only affect you. Someone else is depending on your yes. Everything does not have to be perfect in order for you to say yes and to embrace something new. Who else is depending on your yes today? Until next time, continue to walk by faith. And remember, it all begins with you. Take care. Well, thank you, Miss Joanne Dean, for always giving us those great motivational moments. We appreciate you each and every time. So, um, wanted to close out our segment for this evening. We appreciate you all stopping by and listening to us, and we appreciate Miss um, B. Janae Kareem and BK Consultancy right. for her wealth of knowledge and information and resources that she has for anybody who's interested in um, grant writing or, you know, writing their own grants. So, you can find us. Where can they find us, Kevin? You can find us online. We are at Let's Talk Nonprofit. We are on Instagram, LinkedIn, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. We're on quite a few uh, platforms. So what we'll do is definitely visit our, 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 um, our Instagram. You can find all the information on there. 
Facebook as well. All our listeners, our, our, our followers, viewers, we appreciate you all. Um, as you see, we're definitely trying to get more engaged with our listeners and, and um, as well as our viewers too. So uh, definitely follow us online, all right? Yes, Let's Talk Nonprofit ATL on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, Let's Talk Nonprofit, and Twitter, S underscore nonprofit. So until then, let's talk, talk about, about it.